Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hello and welcome to Secret Artists, the podcast where comedians do art and have a chat. What's not to love? This week I'm joined by the fantastic comedian Anya Magliano and we paint some beautiful autumnal trees. So do enjoy and see you on the other side. Anya Magliano is a comedian whose debut show, Absolutely No Worries If Not, won Best New Show at the Leicester Comedy Festival this year and went on to sell out its entire run at the Edinburgh Fringe and the Soho Theatre. Anya has been on ITV2's stand-up sketch show as well as Dave's The Comedy Guide to Life and I'm very excited about having her on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Hello Anya, thank you. How are you doing? Good. Just sort of grappling with having the intro read out. Yeah, which horrible. Is always, it's difficult for both of us, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> especially because I'm reading it off a piece of paper, not making eye contact with you. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I was looking away. I was glazed over, looking into the distance, being like, "Here are my achievements." I guess. <laughs> um, we've spent basically the whole weekend together. Yeah, we've done, and this, this feels like we can't stop. Yeah. Now we're gonna have to keep going for the every rest day. Of the week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we played football together on Saturday. Went to yes. a bonfire party yesterday. Yeah. Does your hair still smell like bonfire? I had to wash my hair this morning because yeah. I actually felt sick going to sleep last <laughs> night because of the smell of bonfire. But I don't know whether it's because I ate um, marshmallows and drank quite a lot of prosecco, yeah, or we, whether it was the bonfire. We kind of ate like a like a child's party yeah because there was like a glass of prosecco interval filled with walk pub lunch yeah and then like and then lots of and chocolate. chocolate and <laughs> that you brought those giant marshmallows yeah which i i only had to i only ate two of them and then i had to leave them at the person's house because i was like i can't yeah. have these in my life they'll they'll ruin i had me. one and it took me about an hour to get yeah, to it. I kept putting it in that fire. marshmallow for ages yeah. <laughs> it was uh, good though i think i haven't really celebrated like bonfire night before but i was like why don't we this should be one yeah, of the main great. ones. It's, it's so brilliant. fun. Just setting fire to things yeah. and eating sugary treats. Are, well, I don't know like whether games are like as big a part of it as we had. Like We did so many games yesterday and I yeah. don't know whether that's normal for bonfire night. But that mu- that's kind of like the best part of any yeah, traditional day, I think. Yeah, games in any so event. Yeah. I think there's not enough games at Christmas. Yeah, there aren't really. I can't think of... There's like board games, but there yeah. isn't like... There's not like shoving your, shoving your face in a bucket of water with apples in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, someone showed me a photo of me 
apple bobbing from yesterday. Yeah. And Lisa, Charlie's mum, who was hosting it, um, is holding my hair back. And yeah. Liam Williams is holding the bucket of apples like quite near his crotch. And yeah. it's, it looks like a sort of religious image, it, but it's... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't... It's not comfortable to look at. No, it's harrowing. Picture. It feels really intense. It doesn't feel like a fun party game. It, it looks like a torture scene. You, ca- you, uh, you can't really tell that she's holding your hair. Obviously, we all knew that was happening, <laughs> yeah. but it does look like she might be like she's pushing, pushing me underneath <laughs> the water. Yeah. But you got an apple um, very quickly. Did so, you think? Well, yeah. my method was I went, I saw what Charlie did and she went straight for the stalk and I thought that's mm. a really good strategy. Yeah. Um, so I went for the stalk as well. I went, tried to go over and yeah. scoop an apple to the wall of the bucket and then yeah. sink my teeth in, which... And did that work? Yeah, after about like four, five <laughs> yeah, minutes. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> um, so what have you chosen for us to paint today? I've chosen like an autumnal tree. Great. Because I love them so much. I was yeah. thinking, I thought about... Okay, well, I'll preface this by saying I'm not particularly like art in bed. Based. Based. <laughs> art based. I'm not particularly art based. Yeah. I'm not like very comfortable with art, but mm-hmm. the way I would do it like throughout my life would be to like learn something specific and then like try and do that thing. Yeah. So like I've remember I had this book of like how to draw this like flower, which I've never seen in real life. I don't mm. know if it was a real flower, but I just followed that until I could do it. Okay. And then I did that as well with my cat. I would do like lots of paintings of him in lockdown when I yeah. was bored. Um and so I was like, I want to do something that I haven't ever done before. Great. Um, of which there is a lot to choose from <laughs> yeah. if it's not like my cow Anything that's or not flower. a flower. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought about sunsets. I really like sunsets in a mm. way that I think is like, it makes me feel like a sort of old fashioned, like English poet, like looking yeah. at the countryside and enjoying the sunset. And then I also re- had that with autumnal leaves. And this year for the first time, I like really noticed how weird the trees are when they start to go through autumn and like the top is really red but the bottom is still green and it looks like they're like loading and they've not like loaded properly yeah it also felt like the the leaves fell off the trees like too early but the weather was still like really hot but it was sort of half summer and they've all gone bright red yeah when it's sunny it's really odd but like I don't know this year for some reason I just like really vibed with the trees yeah. I've got my phone is like full of pictures of them because I was like same oh looking through like maybe there's a specific one and I was like I've got so many pictures of trees like, Great. this is a bit mad <laughs> so are we going to work from a photo I don't or... know I don't mind we I could thought... do either I mean to be honest I have quite a few of my own photos of have leaves you? on trees have got a few we've got a few trees <laughs> so we could each paint from from a, pic. a picture that we've got I think that, that might be good for me given that this is like a huge step forward from yeah in sort of category for me I've got quite a nice photo of the apple tree in Charlie's garden from yesterday mm. with the bonfire in front of it oh my god that's amazing maybe something like that and that's very that's very autumnal I'll show it's you it's so autumnal some of these these guys maybe I've got a better leaf one though let's have a look look at that Oh, yeah, gorgeous. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm just showing Annie a picture of a tree where it's like very red at the top and then like kind of yellow in the middle and green. It's like a traffic light. Yeah, nature is wild, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Heard it here first. I'll be the first to say it. This one's quite cool as well. It's got that one's more spread through the middle. Oh, yeah, that's nice. It's got a real like red core. Yeah. There's quite nice leaves on that underneath the firework. Ooh. 
That's really cool. Maybe maybe it's I'm doing half a bit of fire, half a bit of leaf. <laughs> so, and that's a video of Liam Williams flossing with a sparkler <laughs> in his hand <laughs> with a backdrop of that's, donuts on a string. That's got to be a first for every part of that sentence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know whether to do the like the tree that kind of goes down in colour, starts mm. red, ends green, or whether to do the one with a bit of mix throughout. Also, I've never painted a leaf or a tree. Great. So that's also quite cool. Wow. You were were taking some great photos. I don't think I took that. Uh, I think someone else took that. Claim it. Okay, I think I might do a sort of tree inspired by a few different pictures of trees. Also, the brushes are here, by the way. Perfect. So, when's the last time you sat down and did a painting? I I think it would have been been the one where I painted my, my cat. In lockdown, in lockdown. But I've started like, I I think because um, I enjoy the like creativity of something, but sometimes I find like painting a bit overwhelming. Mm. So I've got a scrapbook recently. Oh, nice! Actually, I did hear you yesterday yeah. saying I'm going to put this in my scrapbook. Yeah, and I thought, God, she's so young. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I had a scrapbook. I think part of scrapbooking as well is like having to tell everyone that you're doing it. That yeah. feels like a very important element of it. But because I like doodling, yeah, that's something that's like quite accessible to me and very low pressure. And then I was like, and I and I like taking photos, so I thought this could be a good way to to sort of marry those two things. Mm. And I have got um a set of acrylic paints and like one of those little like art boxes where it's got like one of those people that's made out of wood that oh, you can yeah. move um which like an ex got me um shortly before the lockdown yeah and shortly before the breakup nice um, <laughs> a wooden figure to replace yeah. them <laughs> um but i've never i've never known how to like use any of that stuff and yeah i think if i didn't if i didn't learn it in lockdown it's kind of hard to think like when am I gonna have the time yeah when um when you doodle do you have like a go-to thing that you do I do like a lot of um like squares and kind Mm. of geometric shapes and I remember when I was in primary school I got this book from the post office my mum like let me get it one time which was um a book of personality quizzes yeah and it was like every different page was a different personality quiz and one of the ones was what your doodles say oh interesting and I don't think I doodled a lot at the time but it was like (laughs) I remember how um basic the sort of psychological analysis was (laughs) and it was like if you mostly doodle hearts you're a bit of a romantic. <laughs> and it was like, if you doodle arrows, then you're always thinking of the future. Um, and I remember being like, I don't think I do do any of these things. Like, maybe I don't have a personality. Um, but And I can't remember what the geometric one was. It probably was like, you're, you're a very, real square. Yeah. <laughs> you're very serious. Um, I always do um, flowers. Oh, do you? Swirly flowers. I don't know what that says about me. I've actually also always copied what other people do like I remember at school whenever I would sit next to someone who was like arty Mm. or would be doodling I'd always copy what they were doing doing. interesting I think I don't have like that much artistic instinct myself but I'm quite good at 
like copy it, copy it people. Um, it sounds like you're quite mathematical to me, like the way you approach the sort of technicality of drawing your cat and stuff. And <laughs> if you saw the picture, you would not think maths had anything to do with it. Um, I'm not mathematical like in any other areas of my life. Mm. But what did you study? I did English. English. Same. Going back to the personality. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> Um, I feel like it was your idea yesterday when we were in the pub <laughs> to <laughs> look up um, these. Were they to do with our star signs? Yeah, it wasn't actually my. I heard a conversation about it happening, and then like my ears pricked up like right. a cartoon, and I was like, "You've got to read this." And can you explain what the quiz was? Yeah, so I, I like have to say I don't really know much about it, but. As soon as like someone tells me a new kind of brand of personality quiz or like astrology or anything, I will instantly do the test and yeah. like decide that it's completely accurate. Have you done the Harry Potter one? Like which house? Yes. Are you in? And which house are you in? Get guess which one? Uh, Gryffindor. No. Hufflepuff. No. <gasps> Ravenclaw. No. <laughs> Slytherin. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I would never have you down a Slytherin. Thank you. I think it's. Um, guess what I am. <laughs> Slytherin. No. Why? <laughs> Only <laughs> really? Yeah, Australia was Slytherin. It's not really the way to go. Uh, Gryffindor. No. <laughs> I actually don't know what the other two sort of mean. No, I don't really know either. I think they're just, you know, everyone wants to be the main ones, don't Ravenclaw. they? Ravenclaw. No, I was Hufflepuff. Oh. And I was like, not Hufflepuff. And then did it three more times. Every single time got Hufflepuff. Oh, so. God. Yeah, that's kind of inevitable. So, yeah, the, the quiz yesterday was animal-based, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, though this was like, it was like, a type of astrology i think it's called mm. primal astrology and basically the principle is is that like your birth details correspond with um an animal sign but it's not quite like it's like a bit more than the zodiacs there are like so many animals to choose from yeah um which we were discovering going through everyone's when yeah so you put in your like the year you were born the month the day and everyone was Getting like we went round the table and um, people were getting like honey badger and <laughs> unicorn and swan and what was your one? Mine one was panther. Panther, such a cool one. Very yeah, happy with that actually. And then my turn comes round and I get alligator and the description is like sort of fine, sort of in line with the sort of thing everyone else was getting, although a much more vicious animal. And then it said the words deadly swamp beast. Yeah, <laughs> which felt harsh. It did, especially because none of the other descriptions had like the animal characteristics in. So yeah. it definitely would. T- it took a turn. It felt really loaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that was levelled against you during any game that was like later played. <laughs> it was not like a good ammunition to have. I think um, that one as well. Obviously, we were only being read like for the sake of time. I think we were only being read like the first few lines of the mm. description. But I made um, a group chat. I was in do it. And well, actually, no, that's not true. I made them tell me their birthdays and then I did it mm-hmm. for them and then sent them the answer because, like, that's the only way you get things done yeah. with this sort of descript, like, um, this sort of hobby. And uh, they're really long, like, they're really in depth, mm. the like, way they connect the animal to you. Um, Do you believe it? <laughs> I think I definitely, like, I always kind of want someone to be like telling me who I am. Yeah. And I, and I quite enjoy that but I don't believe it and actually I was listening to this podcast my friend was recommending me some like new podcasts to listen to that aren't all 
comedy ones mm-hmm. because um I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and I was like, oh maybe I could broaden my my scope. Yeah. And she recommended me one about um like what what stuff seems like a cult and what isn't. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to the one about astrology and the first thing that a like professional, really renowned astrologist says is like it's not a belief system. So like people who say they believe in it, that it's not like how you should think about it. It's about it's a um tool for understanding yourself and the world. Oh right. Yeah. And I So was even like, they're like, this isn't true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Did you ever used to do paint by numbers? I think so. Yeah. But I didn't do, like, wasn't there quite a phase of, like, lockdown? That was one of the, like, like, self-care Adult colouring in. Yeah, adult colouring. I never, I did get one of those books because I thought this would be a good thing, mindful thing to do. Yeah. But I never ended up doing it. I like the idea of it, but then I find it too restrictive. I'm like, don't tell me which lines I can go (laughs) in. Getting really angry at it. (laughs) I'm a bit more expressionist than you're allowing me to be. (laughs) I think it's um, I think it makes sense as like a as a concept that I definitely would like to be told what to do. That's I mean, same as my personality test. It's like just tell me who to be. Tell me who I am and what to do and what to be. Tell me how to live my life. But with those primal, I don't know. I guess maybe anything anything like that whether it's that one that we were doing about the animals or like astrology signs or whatever mm. um it's hard to know like how, i guess it's how people interpret it and how like useful it is but if you start being like oh yeah this is an excuse for all of my bad behavior which i've actually yeah sort of will not be held accountable for now then it's like maybe don't do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna turn off the lock my phone keeps locking so i'm gonna turn off the lock great I love that for you. Yeah. Oh, what? Because you need to see the picture, don't you? I need to see the picture. Every time it locks, I'm losing valuable painting <laughs> time. Okay, here we go. Um, and how was Edinburgh? That was your debut show, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Did you enjoy being up there? I did. I really enjoyed like doing a show to an audience who were kind of like there exclusively to see comedy. Yeah. And were kind of like just more up for it than any of the audiences I'd had in any of the like previews that I did or mm-hmm. anything like that and I really enjoyed doing my show like I think I don't know if you've had this in like the creative process of making a show but like there was a point when I started making it where I was maybe doing a show that actually wasn't that like true to me yeah and it was a bit more like manufactured and had like a bit more what I thought a stand-up show would be yeah and then I kind of managed to get rid of that in time and so by the time it got to Edinburgh I was like oh this is a show I actually think is like a good representation of who I am yeah um so that's just like it makes it a lot easier to do I did find it like really exhausting Mm. um and I wasn't I went into like proper like monk mode I wasn't drinking I wasn't Mm -hmm. staying out late I wasn't doing any of the like fun kind of elements of the fringe that yeah balances out the like insane kind <laughs> did of. you have a good flat were you sharing with other stand-ups I was sharing with other stand-ups it was good it was really far away we were in like this kind of manky student accommodation that was like yeah a 35 minute walk away from my venue which I think is just just too long to be doing four times a day yeah it's nice having somewhere where you can pop 
back after your show and get changed yeah that was the thing because i sweat so much on stage that's something i've learned about myself (laughs) it's really horrible and my room was really hot i had to I like panic bought a fan one day after the show because I was like I cannot be feeling the sweat drip out of my dungarees as I'm on stage where were you were you in the Pleasance yeah I was in this room called Bunker 3 which is like a relatively newer one yeah and it got hot it like it's like a little oven yeah those rooms um but yeah it was I I brought like a change of clothes I brought like a change of clothes to wear like kind of every day of the week so I'd only have to do like a few washes but then the only pair of like short dungarees I had to end up wearing like every day on stage oh no dungarees on stage is a bold call yeah also because I like one of my anxiety things right before a show is that I need to wee so much that was my first thought when you said dungarees (laughs) yeah it was a tricky I managed to get into like a really kind of military system of like (laughs) shaking them off my shoulders and like put it was it was quite impressive I think like I learned a lot of like general life skills in that um (laughs) but you weren't in Edinburgh did you miss it I missed it a bit but I was sort of glad not not to be there as well um I came up and visited which was fun and did a few gigs but um yeah I wasn't really sure how this year would be after Covid so I quite wanted to just sort of observe from afar and not rush up until I felt like I had a show that I wanted to do. Yeah, that's a very smart way of doing it. And also it's so expensive this year. Like, I'm not surprised you were living further out because rent was just crazy. Yeah, because this was like a student accommodation that was like subsidised for performers and it was still like more than I've ever, like nearly double what I've paid. Was it near the trampoline park? Oh, it was opposite the trampoline. Yeah, that, I stayed there yeah. when I last went. Yeah, how did you find that? Uh, it's quite a weird area. Yeah, did you walk really past odd. the Lady Boys of Bangkok every night? Oh, is that? that yeah, I think I did actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's fun being near like the trampoline. Did you go trampoline? No, no one would go with me, and really? I was like, I actually can't get to a point in my life where I'm going to a trampoline park alone. No, um, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I lived with Lou Sanders and oh, we went yeah, in that trampoline park there a lot. A lot. Um, and fun to be near the cinema and a swimming pool. Yeah, I didn't get to go to the cinema either. I did go to the swimming pool. I went to the mini golf. Oh, there, nice. Um, but I did sort of, I did like on the first day have a lot kind of um, sort of grander ideas about how many leisure activities i'd be doing yeah well it sounds like you were focusing on the show which is yeah, uh, probably yeah. a good thing and do you yes. think you'll go back next year yeah i will um i think the actually also something i really enjoyed which i think is like something that's always good to remember after like a kind of grueling period of your career is that like i say grueling of obviously like an hour of work every day comparatively <laughs> still not not the most strenuous thing you could be doing but like is that it did make me a lot better yeah like in a way that just doing sort of smaller gigs around the country had like it it felt like it was like a shortcut of like oh i've learned how to deal with a lot more different things now yeah definitely um, you adjust to different audiences and yeah just being in the habit of being on stage for an hour a day yeah and so I was like oh that was really I definitely and actually what happened was I listened to I had a 10 minute gig on the first Saturday back from Edinburgh and I was like I can't remember what I do in 10 minutes actually what and I was like I listened to the last 10 minute gig I did before Mm. I left and I was like oh my god I was so like flabby like a lot of my Mm. jokes were so flabby and so like I don't I it kind of made me realize how much 
stuff had sharpened up. That's good. And I was like, thank God I got something out of this insane investment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it was good. It was like, the uh, when when did you come up? Uh, sort of towards the end, maybe the penultimate weekend. Okay, so you weren't there for the like horrible bin strike. I was, yeah. Oh, you were there. We came up especially for the bin strike. <laughs> yeah, that was hideous, actually. That was like a really like apocalyptic way to it end was, that month. Yeah. The bins like literally over overflowing onto the street yeah. and then any train strikes as well yeah and train too. strikes oh god so like more people there less audiences but like lots of people lots yeah. of um rubbish and i always felt like it was really funny i saw lots of people doing this as well and then also did it loads when you're like walking in between gigs or something and you've got a snack and you're like i need to put some rubbish in the bin but yeah. it's just sort of like just throw it on the floor yeah it's just like a four meter square like pile around the nearest bin so you kind of like delicately like try and balance it in a way that doesn't look too disrespectful yeah <laughs> in terms of art do mm. you like do you have something you do to relax i mean obviously painting isn't necessarily what you would go to as like a, a hobby to relax but is there something else that you do or is writing your like way of relaxing? Writing isn't well, I guess it depends. Like I wouldn't say writing is like fully relaxing for me, but like I do um like journal if I've got like a kind of brain problem, mm-hmm. like a something that I'm ruminating over. Yeah. Um I guess your scrapbook would that be a my form scrapbook? Of... Yeah, I hope it will. That's very like fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um because I was like I do think I want something creative that's like visual yeah um I'm trying to think of like other stuff I think I maybe like doodling whilst I'm doing other stuff is like a kind of way of calming myself down like whilst I'm doing it yeah um but I don't like sit down and do a lot but I think it's I think it's something that I would find relaxing if I didn't like put pressure on myself to have to make something good um, yeah, that's you're always quite what's a hard. perfectionist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always so. been? Or I don't. I think at school I had a little bit more of like a tendency to be like, oh well, if I'm not good at this thing, then I don't even care about it. Like I don't even care right. about chemistry. I don't even God, care. God, I about hated maths. chemistry. Yeah, chemistry is awful. <laughs> that was my worst subject. Was it? Yeah. Mm, I think it was one of mine. But I think maths was also mine, and then chemistry and maths kind of bedfellows yeah I didn't mind maths actually I quite liked it but chemistry for some reason just didn't click until I had a teacher who I fancied Mm. and then I'd go for like extra help at lunchtime but I don't think that was much to do with the chemistry (laughs) a different type of chemistry exactly did um it was a chemistry teacher that you fancied yeah and then that's so rare I feel like chemistry teachers is one of the least sexy teachers yeah, I guess he was young-ish. And <laughs> That's all you need at school, isn't it? <laughs> Just like vaguely, yeah. vaguely. Um, but then when I finished school, I was working at a restaurant and he came in with his boyfriend and I had to serve them dinner, being like quite sad. Oh, well, <laughs> shame that he's taken, but you know, he could be, he could be by. There could still be a chance. Yeah, I think that ship sailed. I'm sort of over <laughs> yeah. it as well. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's good. Good, good. I'm over it, Anya, okay? <laughs> Desperately waiting to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Our teachers, I think ours was like, because I went to an all-girls school, mm, like it was, yeah, any male teacher who, you're right, was like, 
young was sort of the main criteria. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of all that mattered. But our, our selection wasn't great, actually. Did you have a teacher you fancied? Um, <laughs> uh, there was like a kind of heart, like a teacher who kind of people generally fancied. Yeah. Um, but then he did actually have like an affair with a student and lost his um, teaching license. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of like pops the illusion a bit. When you're like, oh, God, you were actually a predator. Yeah, actually, that happened with a guy at our school as well. It does feel like there are way too many stories of it. Like, too many people have a, a story of it happening. That yeah. It's like, feel it's, something's gone wrong in the sort of system here. <laughs> where you were meant to be checking this. <laughs> yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Do you have any favourite artists, Anya? Oh, well, actually, I wouldn't have previously known how to kind of like answer this question. Mm. But I feel like I've kind of like changed my fundamental understanding of art yeah. in like quite a simple way um it's like my boyfriend is a bit more into art than me and like has grown up with it a bit more mm. and um I think I was like looking at art and seeing like being and seeing it and then thinking oh like what's it about what does it mean yeah like am I missing something do I understand it and he's kind of much more approaches it like being like, oh, what does it make me feel like? Yeah. Which is something that I guess you can't really get the answer. Maybe that's also like a perfectionist. This is very therapeutic. I feel like this is like a therapy session. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> but um, one of those like, yeah, that kind of change of being like, oh, what do I just like looking at this? Yeah. Rather than being like, have I understood it? Do I get what it's meant to be doing? Yeah, I think there's a lot of snobbery in art and often people feel a bit alienated because they have slight imposter syndrome, like they should be thinking or feeling something. But I would agree that it's, you know, what it makes you think or feel is as important as what the artist intended. Yeah, and so I think that's kind of like changed. Like it's just meant that when I've gone to see any art recently, I feel like I've got more of an opinion on it. Because before yeah. I wouldn't really like know what what I was doing. I went to we went to me and some friends went to Amsterdam recently. Oh yeah, that looked fun. Yeah, so it was very nice. Um, great. You no, I was just, on, just holiday, on holiday. Okay, which was amazing. Um, and 
I think that that was actually I was thinking I've got a lot of nice pictures of the sunset in Amsterdam and that was going to yeah. be one of my choices but then I thought a lot of those sunset pictures also had nice trees so I'm enjoying doing this tree yeah me too doesn't mine does look, look like, like a, a fire at the moment but yeah I think mine just become... looks like a sort of blur of <laughs> colours but that's fine I suppose I um I have a lot of yeah a lot of great autumnal trees in Amsterdam a lot mm. of great canals um but we went to the van Gogh Museum. Yeah. I've actually changed the way I've said it every time, whether I've gone for Van Gogh or Van Gogh. Yeah, I say Van Gogh, but a lot of people do say Van Gogh. And I um yeah, I'm sort of keeping him on his toes by changing. Yeah, you've got to. Changing what I do. <laughs> I feel like Americans say Van Gogh. Mm, yeah, that feels but like that might I don't be. Know. I don't know what he would have said. And I can't ask him. So <laughs> there we go. R.I.P. R.I.P. Did you have a favourite painting in the Van Gogh Museum? I had a few that I like. I had this kind of impulse, which I like. I took photos of some of them because I wanted to remember them, mm. which I um, like haven't really done before as well. Because I, like, oh, I really like this painting, like, and then I got some postcards of some of them in the um, in the fantastic gift shop. Mm. Where I also tried on some sunflower perfume, oh like sunflower themed perfume, and I was like. God, they are really sort of monetizing every aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and what did it smell like? It actually was really nice. Really? I don't really know whether it was like actually based on what sunflowers smelt like, but um, yeah, it smelled really good. I don't actually know what sunflowers smell like. I feel no. like they don't have a very potent... It probably was artistic license, smell yeah. license. Um, I liked... There was one of like a little flower in a jar, mm. which I liked. I liked this one he did of some garlic and onions right um and there was a lot of there was a few like autumnal sunset kind of not sunset like golden hour autumnal scenes at golden hour when he moved to the countryside after he'd uh, i'm gonna get like the history wrong but after maybe after he'd been in paris for a bit and then was like i'm gonna go to the countryside and paint Mm. now um but it was really cool because I didn't, like, I obviously kind of knew who he was. I knew that he was famous for painting some flowers. Like, that was genuinely about as far as my understanding went. Yeah. But I also hadn't seen any of his paintings, like, close up, which I think is, like, a huge, like, difference. Yeah, Because definitely. they're so colourful and great. And, and so sort of thick, the yeah. way he applies paint. So that was kind of, like, a... I really loved it and I was like oh this is actually like making me feel happy which Aww. is which is nice um and it was a really like well done museum like because obviously he had like a like towards the end of his life it gets a bit like bleak mm. but they it it was like kind of inter- they kind of gave you the right amount of information without like sort of hamming it up too much yeah um and also they had like a lot the great thing about that one was they had a lot of labels when they had the labels they'd be kind of more factual rather than explaining a potential meaning which i think is um also good if you get worried about like not understanding things properly Mm -hmm. um and then we went we also went to the um the reichs museum yeah and there was a lot of, I, I always say his name is Rembrandt, <laughs> but I know that it's Re- Rembrandt. Yeah. Remember, remember the fifth of Rembrandt. <laughs> and um, 
I hated his vibe. Oh, really? Yeah. That was like, I had like a really strong reaction of being like, I, I kind of, I definitely was like, uh, I wasn't blind to the like technical achievements of what he, yeah. what he did. But I was like, I am so bored of looking at all these guys. Well, yeah. Was it the subject matter rather than the style of painting? Yeah. They're also, I think because the style, maybe it's tied up with the subject matter, but because they were quite dark and I'd just seen all this like bright Van Gogh yeah, and it was just these like dark guys in a room. I was like, I don't, why is it all so dark? Why is it all, <laughs> why are they all looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny that when you um, look at portraits and the eyes sort of follow you around the room. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, but that was quite good to have like an experience of like one where you're like, oh, I really don't connect to this actually yeah. after having one where you do so that you're like, oh, I do actually, I guess this is what having taste is. Yeah. It's like changing, changing my opinion on stuff. <laughs> You've used the same paintbrush the whole time. I've noticed. Oh, yeah. I forgot there are other paintbrushes. <laughs> Maybe I'll go for a different no paintbrush for the sky. Yeah, there are more in there. I also think I might, I've updated my idea because the picture I'm painting from is like this tree, really beautiful tree and there are some Southwark Council bins in front of it so Ooh. I'd like to include those. Yeah, nice, the contrast um, of yeah. uh, nature and, and bin. Bin. <laughs> Man-made waste. Yeah. Decay, etc. That's it. That's the sort of like tag that would be next to it in the museum. Yeah, that, yeah in the Rijksmuseum there was that. That was quite cool because they had like a lot of like um, tags that were kind of updating it with the kind of more like um, context of like slavery and like colonization, mm-hmm. which was like a, a, a something that I haven't seen in like a museum before. Mm. It's like adding extra stuff onto the explanation, which was like like a better way to be doing it than to just not include it at all or to yeah definitely. yeah do you own any art <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> <laughs> i am um, so my flatmate who i actually mentioned on so many podcasts is actually a bit like a bit weird um but he he was He's not anymore because he's like moved more into like doing film stuff. Mm. Um, but he was like framing for a while. Oh, cool. He did a lot of uh, like custom made frames. He did mm. a framing course and just loved it. And then, so then just started framing. That's where the money's at. Yeah. It's, it's such a good idea to do a framing course. So I I'd done expensive that. to frame something. Yeah, it's crazy. And getting a nice frame, like also the thing I didn't really realise was that like getting a nice frame does make a huge difference. Yeah, it can make or break a painting. Yeah. Like a shit frame is just, there's nothing worse. And so he like has a lot of nice cool art and has it framed nicely. Mm. Um, And so I was like, oh God, I need to get some stuff to put on the walls, but I don't know where to get it. And mm. I don't know what I like. <laughs> at this point this was like um just over a year ago before i'd had my art revolution yeah um and i just like found some random website where i think it was like a collection of paintings from like maybe various like museums but you could get prints of them Mm -hmm. and i just ordered some absolute shit like (laughs) and it's up in the house and it looks awful you got like the black and white builders on a skyline no not (laughs) not that bad not that level kind of more like um Eiffel Tower no 
uh, print of New York where the taxi's in yellow, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, no, it was kind of like, like just really weird. Like one of them is like a sort of, it looks like a scene of like an apocalypse, but this and the sun is like, looks evil and the ground is like opening. I don't know why I got that. I got this one of like a horrible cat on like a bright orange background, but like in a really ugly orange that hasn't come out of the tube. It's still in the tube that it came in in the back of the room. Horrible. Um, <laughs> did I get any good ones in that batch? I got one cool one of like a um, a big pumpkin, um, oh, yeah. which I like. And that's so. Up. Did you just order them all at the same time? Were you like, I need some art, and then just like, yeah, click, I click, ordered click, like click. three. And I guess that's maybe the problem is that I feel like the stuff that he's got. And the mm. other people have got is like cool stuff that they've collected over time. Yeah. It's like stuff that they've connected to. And I guess probably has a bit more meaning than than, <laughs> than my no pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there's absolutely no. Me- I'm not. Yeah. Than just doing an online shop <laughs> for smart. It's kind of hard to know. Like, because the other art that I do have is actually stuff that I've got. I got at the, um, the last time I went to see the. Oh, God. Why well, can't I remember his name? Oh, my head is saying James Blake, but that can't be right. Musician? No, at the RA. Oh, right. <laughs> um, oh, I, I wasn't even close. Oh. <laughs> Francis Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Very different vibe to what I was saying. Yeah, I love Francis Bacon. Yeah, his, that was, that was cool stuff that I liked. Violent heads. And- yeah, really weird vibes. But um, I guess when you don't like interact with art a lot it's kind of hard to collect it also it's quite expensive oh it's very expensive oil or watercolor oil portrait or landscape landscape can you separate the art from the artist oh god (laughs) um to an extent is that allowed as yeah. an answer? Um, tortured artist or rational mathematician? Um, rational. Italy or Poland? Po- oh, <laughs> I was going to say Poland because I'm Polish and I was like, oh, I'm Italian as well. Yeah, I, I thought you were. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's hard. Po- it's Italy, 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 definitely. Milk bottles or cola bottles? Milk bottles. Talk about or think about art? Think about. Looking at a painting close up or far away? Close up. Private view or view of privates? Oh, view of privates. <laughs> painting from life, landscape or still life? Oh, I don't know if I've done it. I'll go landscape. Art or music? Art. Art or books? Books. Comedy or art? Comedy. Thank you very much. <laughs> I did look into life drawing modelling once because someone said it was a really quick way to make a lot of money. Yeah, I guess it is quite good money, but I think, yeah, you've got to be all right with doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I love life drawing. I'm going tomorrow, actually. Are you? Where do you do it? I haven't been for ages, but I'm going to one in Angel with a school friend. We mm. both did A-level art and she just suggested it the other day. So That's so nice. Yeah, yeah and that, I guess maybe... Maybe I would find a way to do it like more relaxing if you're kind of in a situation where it's happening. So I think maybe like yeah. sitting down, I'm not at a stage where I would be like, oh, I'm going to sit down and do this myself, re painting, etc. Yeah. But if you're like in a class or like with a limited amount of time and it's already decided what you're going to 
be drawing or painting that's quite nice yeah you like people telling you what to do yeah <laughs> we've established we've that. established this this is actually yeah i don't think anything has ever come through as clearly from something <laughs> that i hate decisions right i'm think i'm nearly ready i'm Are nearly you? ready i'm just doing i'm just filling in some sky section okay what i'm gonna do is just sign mine will you sign yours as well oh yes um i really liked only using one paintbrush yeah, it can be quite sort of freeing. Yeah, I think decision, like, that's another facet of, like, me just taking out as many decisions as I need to. Are you uh, quite indecisive then? Yeah, as a really indecisive. Really, but that's part of anxiety, I think, is, like, worrying about what decision, what impact your decisions will have. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God, yours is amazing. Oh, wow, I love that. That is so cool. I love yours. I love you. Yours actually looks Thank like you. an autumnal, autumnal tree. Yeah, I feel like I managed to get somewhere with the colours just by yeah. being like, I'm only going to use a few. You've nailed the leaves. I love the brush marks. Thank I, you. I love that you've left like gaps in between. Thank you. And it sort of looks like a snow scene as well because of Yay. the white and blue. Yeah, that was just actually a result of running out of time. I really <laughs> like the bins as well. Yeah, the bins. I'm glad I included the bins. Very Compared cool. to the picture, it's quite different, but... I like it. I prefer the painting to the picture, Thank actually. You. Yeah, it's Yours great. Yours is amazing. I don't understand how you managed to make the paint do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just slapped it on, basically. Is that making it really thick? Yeah, I tried to make it thick, but then I ran out of paint. Um. <laughs> it does look autumnal, I think. Do you? The red, the red and the... Um, the orangey, I think, are like the crucial yeah. colours that you that I only associate with autumn. So just having that in there is great. Oh, thanks. Oh, very nice. Oh, I enjoyed that. Thank you so much. Thank Anya. you so much for having me. It's such an amazing way to start the week. It's like, nice. What isn't a it? lovely, calming thing to do. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. And is there anything you want to plug? I know your show is this week, but I think the podcast will come out after that. So. Yes, I'm doing. I'm doing my show in some other dates around the country. The places I'm doing are Cambridge, nice. Bristol, nice. Manchester, well actually Salford, yeah, great. and um Brighton. Yeah. And they the dates are on my website, um but they're all like sort of March, April next year. Um, great. So that's you're Get invited tickets. to that. It's a brilliant show and she's great. Thank she you. you are great. <laughs> all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say goodbye then. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, remember to review. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell anyone you like who you think will enjoy it. If you want to see mine and Anya's paintings from the episode, then follow Secret Artists on Instagram and Twitter at Secret Art Pod. Anya is on Twitter at Anya Mags and on Instagram at Anya Magliano and her website is www.anyamagliano.com. So check out her tour dates. She is very, very funny indeed. So get tickets for her show. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire round music by Steve Dunn. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.